O'Shea Jackson said today was a good day. Christopher Wallace said the sky is the limit. Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle said that we are survivors. Reverend Al Green says, let's stay together. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. Remove every distraction, barrier, obstacle that would keep us from hearing from you. Let your word fall on fresh and fertile ground. Holy Spirit, draw, compel, reach. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are in need of encouragement, then you should spend time in the letter to the Hebrews. If you need encouragement to appreciate the gift of salvation and to walk by faith and not by sight, then we should spend time in the letter to the Hebrews. If we need encouragement to embrace role models who are righteous and resist engaging in rituals that are empty and meaningless, then we should spend time in the letter to the Hebrews. If we need encouragement to embrace the superiority and sufficiency of Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, and encouragement to grow in our walk with God, then we should spend time in the letter to the Hebrews. If we need encouragement, to persevere in our relationship with God and get rid of weight that has become excess and unnecessary baggage. We need to spend time in the letter to the Hebrews. We need encouragement in our walk with God in any way, shape, or form to become all that God has called us to become. And we need to spend time in the letter to the Hebrews. Hebrews is a letter of encouragement. According to this particular chapter and verse, the author of Hebrews is encouraging the Hebraic believers to stay together. As the church grows, the members of the church are yielding to the temptation to become increasingly independent and isolated one from another. 
as they yield to the temptation to become isolated and independent from each other as Christians. They are also increasingly becoming disengaged, disinterested, and disconnected from the body of Christ called church. The church, as we know, according to Paul in his letter to the Romans and Corinthians, is a body. And if the body is not together on one accord, then members of the body become isolated and independent, which is dangerous because if members of the body become isolated and independent one from another, those same members become disengaged, disconnected, disinterested. Consequently, they become vulnerable to the enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Consequently, the author of Hebrews says, let's stay together. Once upon a time, the members of this particular congregation were together. Once upon a time, they were active, committed, diligent, engaged, involved, and loving. But now, increasingly, they are becoming absent, disinterested, lukewarm, idle, uninvolved, carefree, and lax about the cause of Christ and the body of Christ called church. While this was a first century issue, I dare say on this first Sunday in July in a post-pandemic culture, this is still a real issue for the people of God and the church. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. In March of 2020, we were a different congregation. In March of 2020, we had plans to build a new facility on our campus. In March of 2020, we were talking about buying land, tearing down and building up, renovating, reconstructing, expanding our territory, seeking to be and fulfill our calling as a church. But since the second Sunday in March 2020, it seems like some of us are more interested in other stuff than the cause of Christ and the state of the church we call Watch Chapel. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. We praise God for the gifts of technology, agility, flexibility, our ability to adapt and be creative, but it seems like we are becoming disinterested disconnected and disengaged in ways we were not two and a half years ago. We want the blessings and benefits of connection, but no longer want to do the work of staying together. We watch Netflix and Hulu for our own entertainment, 
but will not watch will not engage in watchchapel.org live stream or YouTube faithfully on the Lord's day. We connect with strangers on social media and dating apps. But don't stay connected with our brothers and sisters in Christ who we love with the love of God. We acknowledge Sunday as the Lord's Day, but increasingly become lax about doing what we ought to do and being where we ought to be on the Lord's Day. We have been to the Jazz Festival, Homecoming, and the Caribbean, but have yet to darken the door of the body of Christ we claim as members in Jesus' name since we have been reopened. We exercise free will to do what we want to do, but don't exercise the same agency and free will to be connected and stay together as a body of Christ called church. Consequently, the author of Hebrews, come here Al Green, is challenging and encouraging us to stay together. And as members of the body of Christ called church who are called out, consecrated, and committed, I preach this word to encourage everyone who is in person, who is virtual, wherever we are on this particular Sunday morning, to engage in the work of staying together. As the body of Christ and members of the church, we ought to stay together. While we ought to stay together, somebody raises the question, preacher, how do we stay together? Or what is necessary to stay together? Staying together, watch chapel, first of all, requires that we prune our pride. Nobody likes to hear the word pride because all of us in some way, shape, or form are egomaniacal and have pride problems. 99.9% .9 of us have ego and pride problems. Whether we are explicit or over the top, all of us got ego stuff and pride stuff in our lives. One of the major reasons we are disengaged, disconnected, and disinvolved from the body of Christ called church is an issue called pride. My late great pastor Charles Edward Booth used to say, ego is a synonym for edging God out. The more ego we have, the less we think we need God, the less we call on God, the less we engage in the things of God because tragically, unfortunately, some of us have become our own gods. And if we become our own gods, help me preach this word on this Sunday morning, Holy Ghost. We don't think we need the church. We don't think we need the God. We don't think we need what the church offers, what the church does. And consequently, we don't show up. We are not engaged. We are not connected. We don't do what we ought to do in the body of Christ because of pride problems. All I need, and even 
I dare say, some of our gospel music encourages disconnection from the church. All I need is King Jesus, and that's enough. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You can't love Jesus and not be connected to his body. If Jesus is the head of the church and we are the body, it seems to me the head and the body are connected. Don't talk about how much you love Jesus and you ain't connected to the church that he died for where he is the head of the church. Don't tell me you love God and don't love people made in the image of God. Our pride has to be pruned. I don't need them. Folk ain't about nothing, no way how we talk about the church. Ain't nothing going on down there. All them church folk ain't nothing but hypocrites. All them preachers is money hungry. Church is messy. Ain't nothing. Let little man get in an accident. Let there be a crisis in your family. I've been pastoring 25 years out of my life. You can't tell me anything about the church. I've seen the church at its best, at its worst. Yes, the church is imperfect. Church hurt is real. But I'd rather be in the ark of safety connected to imperfect people who are gracious, serving a loving God, a gracious God who is shaping, molding us to be our best selves than throwing shots from the outside looking in, just trying to use the church when it's time to get from the church. Our pride problem got to be pruned. And I hate to say it, God has a way of humbling all of us. God has a way I wish I, I, I wish it were not true, but God has a way of getting our attention. That same church where you had fried preacher, toasted deacon, filet trustee, sauteed choir member. Come on, ain't nobody saying amen. Are going to be the same people you call upon the same people that help you, the same people that pray for you. God has a way of humbling us. And the sooner we prune our own pride, the more we'll stay connected to the body of Christ called church. Pride cometh before fall. A hearty spirit before destruction, it's the same game. We have seen this from the dawn of creation. When we get too big for our britches, when no hat is big enough to fit our dome, God has a way we stay together. When we prune our pride, 
Can I keep preaching this? We, we stay together when our perspective becomes positive. Preach, Pastor. The author of Hebrews says we spur one another on to good works. We encourage one another on to good deeds. We encourage, we spur one another. In other words, as we seek to stay together, our perspective becomes positive. Nobody wants to be in a toxic atmosphere. Even toxic folk don't want to be in a toxic atmosphere. They may not know what's different and what ain't toxic, but even toxic folk want to breathe. Maybe if the church, and I'm not talking about the building when I talk about the church, I'm talking about the people, the church is made up of called out men and women who've been saved and are being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. What if our perspective about the church and the things of God became more positive? Our staying together requires that everybody from the pulpit to the pew to the parking lot develops a perspective that is positive. I'm not talking about Pollyanna. We are imperfect men and women. I'll be the first to declare and confess my imperfections. Yet, I love the church. And I am positive about the church of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I wish I had some help. Maybe some of us can't say amen. Maybe some of us can't say praise the Lord. Maybe some of us can't say hallelujah. Maybe some of us can't say hallelujah, praise God for the church because the virus of negativity has taken hold of us. COVID-19, monkeypox, that ain't the only viral infections that impact us. Maybe black America ain't suffering from racism. Racism is real. Trumpism is real. But maybe our biggest problem is negativity. Maybe the biggest problem in our lives, maybe the biggest problem in our family lives, maybe the biggest problem with the person we see in the mirror is a negativity problem. What if we were more positive about the body of Christ called church? What if we were more positive about what we saw God doing? What if we were more positive about how lives are being changed, how people are being blessed, about how the church is doing the work of the kingdom? What if we got rid of the negativity, the cynicism, the judgmentalism, the criticism, the pessimism about the people of God and saw the glass not half empty but half full? What if we saw lives being changed? What if we saw people being blessed? What if we saw live God doing the work of the kingdom? It's amazing to me, preach this pastor, how we can be positive about the most ratchet stuff. 
but negative about what God is doing. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. We, we can be positive and try to make excuses for folk killing one another, folk gossiping about one another. But when it comes to the work of God, we see the worst, we critique the most. I wish I had somebody who saw the glass half full. I wish I saw somebody who could see life through the eyes of faith. I wish I could see people as works in progress, not who they used to be. Maybe we just need a positive perspective. There was a place I used to go to in Baltimore pre-salvation. Some of y'all ain't here. <laughs> B.C., Every month, at least once a month, there was something happening. Something. Some drama. But guess where we went almost every weekend? Somebody got shot. Somebody got stabbed. Somebody got in a fight. Somebody got arrested. But guess where we went? Where we going tonight? Muggins, murders, killings, stabbings, cutting, mess. And we still there. I'm not by myself. I wish I had some help in here. I just don't know your story like I know my story. Because some of us, amen, amen in here. Some of y'all ain't going to say amen. You looking down because you don't want nobody to see you, amen. But my story ain't that different from your story. You may have been more discreet, amen. I heard about fevers and tremors in Raleigh. I ain't been here all the time, amen. Some of y'all looking like, what P-Dub know about that, amen. What if we were more positive about the church? What if we could dip our attitude in the Holy Spirit of renewal? Staying together requires that I prune my pride. Staying together that requires that I have a positive perspective. But let me tell you one more thing. Staying together is an act of preparation. Author of Hebrews says, we encourage one another. Don't give up the habit of meeting together, but encourage one another to fellowship. Forsake not the gathering of the assembly of the saints as the day approaches. There is a day. I wish I had some help. Where black men won't be killed by the police. There's a day where the Breonna Taylors of our world will receive justice. There is a day where the lion and lamb will lie down together. There is a day where everybody will be treated as people made in the image of God. There's a day 
where there'll be no more racism, no sexism, no classism. There is a day where every day will be Sunday and the Sabbath will have no end. And what we do on earth now in the church is preparation for that day. Don't talk about going to heaven and you mean as a snake down here. Don't talk about the streets are paved with gold and you can't speak to one another down here. Don't talk about howdy, howdy, and hallelujah if you can't speak to one another down here. Don't talk about the streets are paved with gold and I want to see King Jesus if you can't love on folk who are made in his image down here. What we do here is preparation for that day so I dare somebody to stay together while you're on earth in preparation for that great day let go of animosity forgive folk learn how to speak to one another learn how to love one another learn how to be gracious and merciful and give one another the benefit of the doubt we are preparing For that great day, let's stay together. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's family. How many of us have lived long enough to know you never know who you're going to need? Can't do nothing for me. She funny looking, cockeyed. Keep living. Other folks see the work of God. We got people a few Wednesdays ago, Deacon Don, Deacon Skeen, we passing out gift cards and sheets. Brother Herbert, people gave money to Watch Chapel. Gave money to Watch Chapel because we are doing the work of the kingdom. Why is it other folk can see what God is doing, but we can't? Maybe I need, Lord, change my perspective. Other folk, and this is, this ain't just about church, this is about people. Other people can see your gifts, but you can't. Other people affirm your wife, your husband, but you don't. Other folk speak well of your children, but you don't. Ain't nobody gonna out-support my family. Ain't nobody gonna out-love my wife and my daughters. I'm going to be the biggest cheerleader of my team. Ain't nobody going to invest in me more than me. Why would I expect you to do something for me I'm not willing to do for myself? Other people see what Watch Chapel doing, why we're growing, maturing, blessing. Can we see it?
Let's stay together. Somebody right now, my sister, my brother, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. You want to be a part of Watch Chapel. You want to accept the gift of salvation. You're here. We want you to be a part of Team Watch. If I'm speaking to you, my sister, my brother, and you, you're not saved or you're saved but don't have a church home and want to become a member of Watch Chapel, I want you to raise your hand wherever you are. You're not saved. You want to become a member of the church. You want to accept the gift of salvation. You want to unite with a good church family. We are not a perfect church. I'm not a perfect pastor, but we a good one. Now, we a good one. I ain't going We ain't the best, but we a good one now. Now, ain't no shame in my game. Now, ain't nobody else think you fine. You better think you fine yourself now. <laughs> you may not think I'm Denzel, but shucks. <laughs> Pastor crazy, no. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my sister, my brother, am I speaking to you right now? You want to accept Jesus, you want to unite with Watch Chapel. Amen. This word was for families. This word is for couples. This word is for the church. This word is for the Christian community. Let's stay together. We're preparing to celebrate the Lord's Supper. If you do not have elements, please raise your hand. We'll make sure you get elements. One brother right here, Deacon. Sister right here, Deacon. As we prepare to celebrate this holy meal of the Lord's Supper, we do so reverently. We do so obediently. Scripture says, let a man, let a woman examine himself or herself, lest we partake of the body and blood of Christ in an unworthy manner. I want us to examine ourselves, confess our sins to God. We're not confessing the sins of our neighbors. We're not confessing the sins of Donald Trump or Mitch McConnell. We're not confessing the sins of Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. We are, we are confessing our sins. Lord, we thank you for this holy ordinance called the Lord's Supper. We do so reverently. We bring to you and lay at the foot of the cross every sin that we've committed by thought, word, and deed, by omission and commission. Keep us together, God. Let us be one as a church. Let us grow deeper and stronger in love with you and with our brothers 
and sisters in Christ. Remove schism, animosity, beef, strife. It's not just a church issue. This is a family issue. Remove marital discord, children and parent discord, neighborhood discord, heal fractures, bind up wounds, and gender reconciliation by the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. On the night he took the bread, he was betrayed, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We do likewise. After he took the bread, took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And we do likewise. church said amen. Amen. The Bible says they went out and they sang a hymn. We don't know what hymn they sang. But as we stand to our feet and prepare to leave, our choir leads us. Amen.